everybody, welcome to Starkville's House of L. I am Derek Russell tonight, joined by my co-host Frank. Hey, buddy. And somebody who I hope will be a continuing part of the show moving forward that will come on and collaborate with us and talk more as this exciting new sci-fi series gets started. Mr. Craig Burton from Krypton Side. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, thank you. I finally have a website with an appropriate name. Krypton hey. Side. It took 17 years. Well, it for, happened. You know, for Finally years, I kept thinking Worth it was wait. Krypton's Ite, and I was like, why? But, you know, then hmm. I got it. It's Krypton. <laughs> it's Kryptonite with an S thrown in the middle. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Smart. You you were branding before anybody was 17 years ago. But now it's the site on the planet Krypton, Krypton. where he puts his little doohickey to make a fortress. Yeah. Language, oh, I had bad Greg, news about we, that uh, planet, we, but we, we'll, we'll get there. This is a family show. <laughs> I, I, I heard everything about that planet's about to blow up. Oh. So. Mm. Hey, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to, have we done an episode in 2018? I can't even remember, Frank. Oh geez, I don't know if we have. Well, happy 2018, all of hey. you listeners. We uh, we have appreciated the warm welcome to the internet. If you're not familiar with Star Wars House of L, obviously we've been around since 2005, and uh, continuing the tradition now from Smallville and Supergirl to talking about Krypton moving forward. So uh, we are excited to do that as we steer down the barrel of the show, which airs just under a month on March 21st. Uh, it is coming up very soon. Uh, as Craig said, this thing's going to be blowing up all over the place, so keep an eye out for it. I feel like that joke's going to get used a lot. I just feel like it's, it's just It's gonna, very explosive humor. I, ooh, yeah, I mean, ooh. it's going to be all over the place, I feel like. It's just... Uh, uh, you know you know what the last thing that went through their minds was, don't you? The crystals. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Oh I'm here all week. Thank you. Thank you. We have actually, uh, I guess it's safe to say the three of us have now seen the first half of the season, which means, ladies and gentlemen, the wait for the second half of the season is going to be grueling for us. It's going to be unreal. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done that math yet, but that's like nine weeks or lots of weeks. Lots of weeks now until we find out what happens in those back five episodes, because it is only a 10-episode season, am I right? Well, are they airing more than one episode on premiere night? I, see, I'm back and forth on that. I've heard that they are, and I've heard that they're not, so I don't know. Because I know at the film festival they're showing two episodes. Showing, uh, yeah, yeah. At, uh, World premiere. Yeah, so. South by Southwest. Maybe, maybe that's the case. And it so that end. will cut one week off of it. That'd be nice. And hopefully... Uh, they do because those two episodes definitely deserve to be seen back to back. I'll and tell you though, it looked really cinematic to me. Like I would love to see that show on a big screen. It it really does have a feel of uh, uh, yeah yeah. Cinematic's a good word for it. I I was watching it on you know my little MacBook Air and I was like, no, we're gonna need to project this mother. I can't. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch this uh, in much bigger resolution, which I did thankfully. Because nice. it needed to be done. It's really, you know, I, I had this fear going into this uh, that it was, you know, when they first announced that, I was like, is that, what are they, is this, is this like Game of Thrones set in the DC universe? What are they going for here? And I can confidently say, and we're not going to get into spoilers. Let me go ahead and say that up front. We're going to, we're going to discuss just 101 tonight and some reactions we had to, um, style and characters and stuff like that but not actual i can't believe like sleuther showed up in episode three right crazy well, right yeah oh, <laughs> doomsday first like 30 seconds who knew um yeah yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of those things and we're not gonna talk about two through five right now but we are gonna do some cool things moving forward in fact as we as the series begins on march 21st keep an eye on your feeds not only Will you be able to catch uh, recaps from Frank and myself? We're also going to be doing running commentary uh, on the episode, so you'll be able to listen, hear the actual audio from the episode, as well as us discussing things moving forward. But uh, I just want to briefly touch on how uh, how well they pulled this off. And, and I told and I don't Frank, I don't know if I told you this, Craig. I, I know I said something to you immediately after finishing the pilot. I'd said. I feel like this field that Smallville shaped hole in my heart a little bit more than Supergirl yes. ever did. Yes. 
Yes, I, I completely agree. I mean, like, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love I love Supergirl, but this actually I, I agree. This fills that that void in a, in a different in a different way. I, I think because it it kind of it kind of feels like it it touches you know on on the sort of it's it's this fun amalgamation in some ways of what we've been seeing in the most recent films, the Snyder films, as well as some touches of some of the Donner stuff as well. So it's got sort of you know this this fun it's a fun show it's a fun show more than i thought it would be and and i completely agree that it's sort of scratching that that small villain itch for me what about you, i also Greg? felt there were elements of like the 90s comics which is, was like my era of superman yeah like whether yeah, it's like, you know, onward yeah like you know you have these pods coming through the sky they talked about like the birthing matrixes that sort of thing um i just you know it did really feel like a lot of things that we all love. I mean, even like movie influences, there were like, you know, I felt some star Wars influence, obviously. Um, also back to the future, the whole mm-hmm. Cape thing, mm-hmm. which has been in a trailer. So I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's really interesting to me that I was going to bring up is, uh, when the first trailer for Krypton leaked online about a year ago, that was when they first started to convert me. But I was looking at that trailer again recently and about ninety five percent of that trailer is not in the final cut. Yeah, they they changed. They went back and reshoots so much, and a lot of that imagery <coughs> that we were talking about, even stuff from the Snyder films, the Man of Steel stuff, is not there anymore, or it's been replaced with something that's in this universe more feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, the, uh, even the concept of the show has changed. I mean, there it was like the House of El rip rebels against evil leaders or something like that mm-hmm. now you know the house fell is shamed and you know segal wants to restore his family legacy in a way so i mean i really like the, what they've done with this i mean from the onset they kind of exceed expectations you see a guy in a blue suit and a red cape you see something different than what you expected to see yeah. i guess is what i'm saying yeah that icon's one of the first things you see in the show is that red cape it's, right it's not yeah you almost you expect it to be superman walking down a hallway and then it's not uh, and it's not computer generated it's, yes it's also no. not computer generated which is fantastic um <laughs> let's let's talk about segal a little bit and and where he uh fell in this episode for us he he is obviously the the patriarch right now of uh the house of l uh within the first seven minutes of the show i think you know i if i had been playing the house of l drinking game i would have been uh getting my stomach pumped i think they said house of l about 37 times uh off the bat really quickly but which i take as direct references to this show uh yeah absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, fan I, service. Few people know the House of L was not called the House of L before, before no, no, 2005. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. But uh, um, when we first meet Valel and his son Terrell, Terrell, we, you know, it's not ever really Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Let Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew. <laughs> uh, and of course, Seg, which is. Now we know is not S Y E G hyphen E L. It is S E G hyphen E L. Um, he's a, he's a kid. Segal's a kid, and looks up to his grandfather, who has brought shame on the House of L family uh, for an unknown reason at this point. And the 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 members of House L, which are, I guess, these four. We don't really ever see anybody else, or nobody else has ever discussed. Uh, are stripped of their rank and and removed from uh, the city of Candor down to the to the bellows below. Did the judge guy look like Russell Crowe to either he you guys? He looked like Russell Crowe. I thought it was yeah. Russell Crowe there for a minute. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember his name. That's I think Elliot Cowan's uh, the name of the actor. That's Nissa Nissa's dad, uh, Vex, Darren Vex. Darren Vex. Darren Vex. I'm not sure if that's Dick Sargent Vex or Dick York Vex, but it's one of them. It's it's one of the Darrens. Nothing. But I got crickets on that? I was really proud of that. Come on. <laughs> oh, dear. I was happy with Zippos? my Darren reference. Okay. Sephos? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he looked a lot like Russell Crowe. 
he did. Uh, he did. This show, obviously not filmed in Vancouver. Some people may not know that. Filmed all the way in far off Ireland. And no, the pilot was in Serbia. Serbia, uh, part of it, and then the other part. Well, the original parts. Yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Some of it was done in Serbia, and then the remainder done in uh, northern uh, Belfast. Belfast. Yeah, yeah. Which a uh, few people, I don't know if you know this or not, these aren't sets. That's actually how Ireland looks. Including the birthing chambers yeah, the and all birthing that. The chambers, and the whole the fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the bottle Yeah, cities, I thought so. Uh, all that stuff. What, what How, did you guys think about the, the already bottled cities? I guess that's spoilery, but the, the protected cities from the wastelands of Krypton. That was interesting. That was an interesting take, an interesting way to sort of play that and show that, uh, because my first thought when I saw that was like, whoa, okay, we're getting there already. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but they had an um, in-universe reason mm-hmm. for it, right? And like... Um, that was that was an interesting little. Uh, it was a visual nod, but with in the universe explanations for uh, for what was going on there. Yeah, I also love that we saw the name Candor City already, and that they're using the Kryptonian font all over the place. Thank oh, yeah. thank goodness it's true Kryptonian font, which means I can read it. You start pulling. <laughs> I need, I need start, to brush up. I haven't been able to read that in. You a start putting years. that Snyder I'm, stuff up on the screen. I don't know what you're talking about. That's just yeah. That stuff threw me off. That's clicks and whistles. I don't get <laughs> I don't get any of that. No, I love... So every time there is a... Yeah, that's a great point, Craig. Every time we, we go to a new location, whether it's the um, the military guild or the science guild or Candor City or whatever, it comes up on the screen, as we do in films and TV nowadays, and shows you where we are. But when we first see it, it comes up in Kryptonian, and then the glyphs instantly change to English for us. Um, which, it's it's kind of, you know, obviously funny, haha, English, they're all speaking English. There's a lot of slang used in this show too that it, yeah. that took some getting used to. I mean they they, they curse, which is funny. Yeah, up talk, your ass. Yeah, yeah. They talk <laughs> about you know kicking each other's asses and stuff like that. And there's even for sci-fi, there's a few other words that I didn't know we were saying on on cable TV. Uh, on yeah, that. there are a few sugar honey iced teas too. Yeah, there. sugar honey iced tea is uh, is a great way to put that. That that happened a few times in the pilot, which is just funny to hear Kryptonians say. I, I, I was, you know, I didn't clutch my but, pearls, you know, but, you know, it was funny. But you, maybe how, just you imagine, wonder how uh, they pronounce that on Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Terrence Stamps Zod from the old Superman movie just say the word S-H-I-T. That would be funny. That would be funny. I don't know why. It just would be funny I'd to me. As he's flying off into the Phantom Zone. I'd get a laugh Yeah. that. Do you think we'll see any stunt casting moving forward? Wait until April 1st on Krypton site. You okay, fair enough. hear about something. <laughs> the tradition continues. <laughs> well, we know uh, we know a few things are con- being confirmed. When we first started hearing about the pilot early on, it was that Adam Strange and Hawkgirl were going to be the two time travelers coming back to warn Segal, and Hawkgirl ended up being dropped, and we only got Adam Strange, played by a show. Well, they say Hawkwoman is still possible when I talked to the producer. Coming around, possibly? Yeah, so, you know, I guess when she shows up, it'll have been like two years since she was a barista. But, Mm. (laughs) no, um, no, seriously, they did say that (laughs) she's possible, the Omega Men are possible, and other uh, science fiction characters from the DC Universe. Where's the Omega Hedron? That's what I want to know. It's got to be in here somewhere. Who? The Omega Hedron. Keep watching, probably. Maxwell Lord still has it. No, Maxwell Lord has nothing to do with this show. No, Tess Mercer has it. That's Tess Mercer, doesn't it? Yes. Red Tornado. I like Craig's answer. Hi, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, uh, yeah, obviously, we we get to a point where we jump ahead in time, and Segal has grown and lived the majority of his life uh, unranked uh, with uh, with his family, his parents, and his friend Kern, which is definitely the comedy relief of the of the series. Is that his name? Kern or is it Kim? Is it Kim? Kurt Kim. That's what it is. Kim, like K E M. Cam? Sippos? Sippos? I never I couldn't they don't what here's what happened on the show, from best I could tell. Everybody other than Seg got and and Lita uh, Lida, excuse me, Lida Zod got their name said one time, and then we were supposed to know it from there on out. 
Yep. No, nobody. They they never pronounce. Well, Mister Vex. They say a few times. Yeah. They okay. All right. I'll give them that then. Yeah. Kim. You know, here's another Nissa who can go up to people and be like, husband. Yes, this is true. <laughs> no, wrong show. Yeah, I got the <laughs> reference though and appreciate it. Kim uh, Kim runs the uh, Canto Bite or. Uh, yeah. The, Moss the Cantina Bar. Yeah. The on Moss Eisley. Uh, of Krypton. Or runs it, or and, owns it, or something. And he and Seg are like making money doing fights when we yeah, first Yeah, which was a pretty cool little. Uh, start up obviously that was one way to pay off some tabs was to uh open up uh open up a betting pool in the board to see how long seg could last in a fight um I, they, they pull from a lot of stuff on this there's there's you know you you feel from a lot of different sci-fi genres and uh yeah trope not tropes in a negative light i, I hate to say tropes because people say that and they're like yeah it's something that's overused but it's in some ways, it's a very paint-by-number pilot, but it's also extremely well done for a yeah methodical... Yeah. It's, uh, it's formulaic, but yeah. still very fun. Mm-hmm. And Adam Strange stole Magnum P.I.'s hat. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I get the Adam Strange Detroit reference for the sake of, of uh, humor. I, Jones. I, I really wish it would have been Houston. So we could <laughs> the, planet the planet Houston. Houston, yeah. They do kind of have a callback to that, though, which I like. They do. Um, yeah, obviously, when Adam shows up, he's wearing a, a Detroit uh, Lions baseball hat under his hoodie. Tigers. Tigers, excuse me. Oh, God, I just <laughs> committed suicide right there, didn't Ooh, I? That was close. That was close. Good catch, Craig. Yeah, they're cats. They're all cats, right? Uh, so <laughs> all of Detroit just quit listening to us in that moment. They just shut down on us. Sorry, Jason and other listeners in Detroit. Sorry, Jeff Johns. Sorry, Jeff Johns. David Goyer. Please don't. You don't matter. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You're not, you're not listening to us anyway. So Adam's got a little device that allows him to transverse the universe and uh, only works for one person uh, at a time and doesn't work for too long at a time either uh, until eventually he gets stuck on Krypton. Mm. Uh, is that spoilery? I don't guess that's spoilery. I uh, know. I would, stuck's not a good word. He he spends a little bit more time there than he wishes to. Sure, but obviously he has he's we've seen in the trailers. He brings this giant message for Segal that your grandson's the greatest hero the world has ever known, and something's coming to destroy Krypton. And if it comes to destroy Krypton, then he'll never be born, and he'll never grow up to be the greatest hero the world's ever known. And, and this cape will disappear. This cape will disappear. And if your parents if they don't dance, they don't kiss. If they don't kiss, I'm history. So you know it's. Uh, it's the it's the whole enchantment under the sea problem. Uh, Classic. Segal's got to Segal's got to play uh, Earth Angel right at the right time. That's um, that's exactly it. The season cape, three. The, yes. <laughs> season, <laughs> season three. The cape, episode. The cape disappearing is really. I don't I don't care if it's if it's cliche or not. I thought it was awesome. Like when I saw that's what they were doing with that. That it's basically the you know the Marty and. Uh, and Dave, uh, uh, picture in front of the well. I was like, that's, Oh yeah. You know, the more it fades, the, the worse the job they're doing. Well, it's like there was another moment that was very Terminator, but it was such an awesome moment that I'd let it pass. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably a spoiler. So we're not going there. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. But you know, (laughs) Marty and Dave, you date who, who played Dave? You do have Dave McClure. Yeah. You do have a connection there. Who did he play on Smallville? He uh, played Daxer. Daxer. Like the character being cast for uh, Krypton is like Jaxer, right? Yeah, Jaxer. And then Daxer. Yeah. Yeah. Like they got the name wrong on Smallville, apparently. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But he was with the blue, the blue Krypton, the blue Kryptonite yeah. uh, uh, wrist thing. He created Brainiac. No. Didn't he? Maybe he brought back Brainiac. No, he so it was like season Brainiac. six or seven. Brainiac had already been on the show. Yeah, but he's the one that created it on Krypton. Back on Krypton. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, that was his claim to fame. He he created Brainiac. Speaking of Brainiac, that was why he. Ex- oh yeah, yeah. yeah good that's, call. That's, that's, that's who. Uh, that's who Adams coming yeah. to warn. Uh, and, and and oddly enough, it's Brainiac ties into why the House of L family has lost their rank. 
in the I Smurfs. don't know though. I feel like they should use the same makeup people as Smallville for or not Smallville, Supergirl for Brainiac. Uh, you, you like Brainiac the, Five mm. looks so much better. No, I'm like just kidding. Mm, I'm gonna vote for <laughs> <on> that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh he's scary looking. He's a scary looking mom. Yeah. It's the coolest looking Brainiac. Coolest looking like any alien I've seen on TV on a TV budget, like ever. Yeah. Yeah, there's a minute there it's when crazy. that skull ship, he, you know, Brainiac, obviously, this version has that giant skull ship flying around. When they show that toward the end of the episode, I was like, am I watching Kevin Smith's Superman movie? Yeah, I know, right? Is that what's happening right now? Or is this like Green Snoke? Yes. Green Snoke. I, I, guys, this, this Brainiac gives me, gives me like comic book reader feelings mm-hmm. you know yeah. it brings me back to like 2008 reading that jeff john's arc for the first time month by month as it came oh, out man. issue at a time and i was just so wrapped up that was that was one of like that was maybe that was maybe like the most obsessed i was ever with superman at any point in my life like more than when i was three years old and running around with a dish towel as a cape like like Smallville was on full blast. I was reading Jeff Johns, uh, you know, at run on action comics every month religiously. Like it was such a great time to be a Superman fan. And so having those, having this depiction of it on TV is so satisfying, you know, 10 years later. Well, and it's well it looks like it's right out of those comics. Yeah, that's it really does. Say. It's ripped right from the, the Superman Brainiac pages. I never saw, you know, I was thinking of this the other night after I watched uh, the second episode of Krypton one and two, uh, and which is called House of L. And then I went back and was flipping through the Brainiac thing. I never watched Superman Unbound, which is Ooh. which was oh, was that one of the animated movies? Yeah, they which did? Was yeah, based on, yeah, loosely based on the Brainiac series. It is, yeah. I, I think I have that somewhere. I should watch it. I never. It's I, good. I never saw it, so uh, I'm gonna have to plug into that. But but seeing him just appear the you know the then the wiring of that ship and slide out and talk and and then not to jump ahead too much but a few episodes later seeing what he can do what he can do (laughs) is just stellar really but also the best villains are the ones that are legitimately scary yeah and i think this Mm -hmm. brainiac will be legitimately scary well and there's some stuff like you don't know that from the size of that ship. We don't know how big he is. There's no way to tell how tall he is, how menacing he is compared to like Segel, like height-wise. There's no uh, comparison. So um, there's just there's so much shrouded in secrecy about him, and it's just really from the first time Adam Strange, you know, says his name to what we find out coming down the pipeline in the subsequent episodes of two through five of who he is and why the effect he's had on the house of L family is, is just a very menacing version that again, goes back to something you said at the beginning of this episode, Craig, it's very cinematic. He looks like if I was going to watch a, a Superman return sequel and it was going to be Brainiac, that's what I would have wanted to see on the screen in 2010 sure. or, you know, nine, whatever. No doubt. For sure. And, you know, he's we don't know how how tall he is. We don't know his backstory. He really is like Snoke until they like take him out and just like one scene in the next episode. I'm just kidding. My God, did that happen? in last? <laughs> Je- I haven't seen Last Jedi. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Be my fault. Now. Surely they didn't do that, right? Um, let's mm-hmm. talk about the House of Zod a little bit, uh, a little different take than what we're used to obviously a lot of this show taking place 200 years before the birth of Kal-El is turning things on its head so um, we visit obviously the science guild where uh, the L family were once members of there's the lawmaker guild uh, and then there's the military guild which the house of Zod belongs to and Allura Zod who is the primus of the Kryptonian military she's over Everybody and her daughter, Lydazod, is uh, a cadet in the military uh, and uh, has some secrets of her own. So. I think it's really cool that her name is Alora Zod and they're using that name Alora that already appears in the House of L later on in Krypton's history. Oh, yeah, Lyda's mom, yeah. 
Yeah, Lyda's mom. I think it's really neat that they're they're keeping that sort of in-universe consistency of like, yeah, this is a name like Mary or Sue or whatever, John Smith. you know, on this yeah. planet. Yeah. Or Frank. Yeah, it's Frank. Or that. Yeah. Or Sippos. <laughs> yeah. Sippos. <laughs> Uh, what did you guys think of uh, Georgina Campbell's uh, portrayal of Lida as Lita? I, I can't talk tonight. Well, I thought it was a very Lida portrayal. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I actually thought, like, what's really interesting is how her character is meant to be kind of like the enforcer in a way, but she's kind of... Um, and the word isn't weak, but good-hearted, maybe? Yeah. Whereas it's like Nissa Vex is supposed to be, you know, the civilian, and she seems to be the scary one mm-hmm. between the two mm-hmm. of the main females of the show. Yeah, I get a bigger Zod vibe from Nissa Vex than yeah than I definitely do of somebody who's actually uh, an ancestor of yeah. Theoretically, I, I, I got a Game of Thrones vibe from Nissa Vex. I don't watch it, so explain yourself. I, I yeah. I don't either. A, a real like cutthroat, a real like cutthroat, um, uh, no holds barred, willing to do anything to to get what she wants, um, type of character, um, the kind that I would expect to see on Game of Thrones. Was this actress ever on Game of Thrones? That is an excellent question to which I do not know the answer. I'll look it up. <laughs> I'm just curious now. That's um I don't know how Wallace I, Day is I, yeah, I, I feel like I'm gonna brutalize so many names on here because we've got so many European actors and uh okay. <laughs> we got Sean Sippos. He's not European. Sippos. Um No, I'm just saying like that's like the most familiar name. The the guy who played Val L, Ian was on uh Game of Thrones. Ian McElhenney. There you go. Mm-hmm. Michael Henney, I don't know. Michael High, Michael Heine, Heine Ho. Okay, so uh, let's see. Wallace Day was on. She was on the Royals, that show that was on E. Uh, she was on Will, that TNT show. Uh, no, I don't know any. Holly Oaks, which is like a soap opera. What? Nope, no Game of Thrones for her. Mm. Sorry, Nissa Vex. Good job. We've you been... have avoided being sent to the Phantom Zone. For now. For now. For now. Maybe when we see more of the Phantom Zone, we'll have to go there. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we have seen it already. The Phantom Zone does exist in this universe, you know. It's a thing. It's a thing. It is. It's a thing. As is... uh, uh, How How happy were you guys to see, like, the familiar statues in the Fortress of Solitude? I... You know, I was I was debating whether or not to go there, but let's just go on and go there now that Craig's It's been in the trailers. I think we can talk it about is. it. It is. Well, I don't think they refer to it as that in the trailers, do they? I don't know, but you know what I'm I, talking I about. I am, and you know what? Yeah. I'm good with it. There's a moment where, and you see it in the trailers, where the little speeder scouter ship is, shines a light, and there's an S in the side of like a mountain. There's the House of El Crest, and that is... Yes, a fortress of solitude, uh, and and inside is yes, Kryptonian statues, reminiscent of uh, after John Byrne. Uh, My uncle, yeah, G- not Craig's, really, yeah, yeah, Craig's uncle. Craig's Craig's rolling in that John Byrne money. Let me tell you, <laughs> just, he bathes in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I. Again, another nice melding of classic, you know, Donner, uh, Ice Castle, you know, Fortress, and then retroactive technology, you know, blood on the crest, uh, stuff, you know, Man of Steel kind of. Well, you know, honestly, I feel like none of these productions have really done Krypton badly, which we've been very lucky with. Like, Krypton did it well, Smallville did it well, Supergirl does it well, Man of Steel, Donner. I mean, arguably, Lois and Clark's Krypton looked like it was made for about 200 bucks, but everything else was really good. Yeah. You know, like. Lois and Clark maybe gets sort of a pass because of just, you know, the time, like the time frame. 
yeah. late 90s, their TV CG budget wasn't, you know, what it is today. Yeah. They, well, they got they got a pass when New Krypton came around. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was so bad. Let's hope we're not talking... Let's hope we're not talking about Krypton this way when it gets to season four. Yeah. <laughs> if, unless sci-fi does their thing where they do it for two seasons and then they're like, oh, we're going to do something different and just we forget play. about it. They're not the only... Hey, uh, Smallville did new Krypton there in season 10. Nine. 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 Yeah. See, you don't even remember when it was. That's how bad it was. It's been so long. <laughs> I remember the episode. It was called Dominion and Justin Hartley did the teleplay or did the story for it and oh that wasn't a very good episode that looked like it was yeah that was not good all i remember is they were gone for like two hours but he gets clark gets home and lois is like you've been gone for eight years or you know two weeks or something i don't remember. wait it's been wait. a long time wait did you say justin hartley isn't that the guy from this is us that is the guy from this is us did you know what? he was on smallville <laughs> uh, is he gonna have a pop doll soon he is yes. going to have a pop doll soon. <laughs> So's uh, Erica, I, I can... and, and Tom's going to have two of them. Now, where's my Lionel? Them, yeah. Where's my? But Lionel they're not Luther? making a Lana, and I guess they're not making a Chloe because they couldn't afford to carve the branding. Wave two. Oh, no. Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> You'll be swell. You'll be great. <laughs> I don't know where to go. I'm so awkward and, and uncomfortable all of a sudden. Step out. Um, well woo. done, Craig. Well done. That is. Um, I'm ta- I, I was talking about like the Clark figure for season three of Exile, where uh, they brand the boy, S into his right. The T right. is yeah. it's not to have any other branding to do with Smallville. I mean, come on, Edna. Oh, the you. T. The T is hot. Okay. Woo. Um. Oh, is that the is that the birthmark on Chloe's butt that Pete was talking about in where, season two? Where in the pilot of Krypton <laughs> there was a moment where something happened, and I'd like to discuss that now. Is it is it where the symbol said hope? It, any of them? Just talk about something. <laughs> talk about something. You'll pick a moment from the pilot and discuss. <laughs> Getting verklempt. <laughs> Well, okay, so I have a question for you guys. Uh, what did you think of the lead character, Segel, as played by Cameron? I, I think he did a phenomenal job. It's not something we didn't get to see Cameron's portrayal much in the trailer, so I didn't know what we were getting into. In fact, I think there was, other than a voiceover, there was more dialogue from Sean Sippos as Adam Strange than there was okay. actually from Cameron's Sippos that there was from... Uh, from Segal, so um, Sean, if you're listening, I really like your oh, last so, name, dude. You're, I'm a fan of of uh, well, your work, but really your last name. So yeah, come on to the show and tell us how to say your name. I, it's Sippa. I, I looked it up, and it's it's fun to say. It's it's fun to read and fun to say. No wonder it's his Twitter handle. I'd have Sippos. If I had a cool name like that too, it'd be my Twitter handle. I'm just gonna change my my last name to Sippos. Sippos. Um, what were we talking yeah. about? <laughs> we we're talking about Cameron and Segel. Yeah. Like, I for really me, like I like him a lot. He he kind of. I'm not gonna say he like broke the mold, but you know, for years we've gotten the archetype. Superman, and obviously he's not playing Superman, but we've had the Tom Welling, we've had the you know the Tyler uh, Teen Wolf, and uh, I never can remember Tyler's last name. Forgive me. And the guy with the weirdly CG'd lip. Wait, yes. <laughs> who 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 looked better in the previous two movies than he did in, in Justice League? <laughs> yeah, and you know back to Christopher Reeve, and they're very much. You know, they do those face morphs every few years where it's like here an amalgamation of all the people who have ever played right. Superman to look like Superman. And obviously, you know, he's got the he's got the chiseled jaw structure and he's got the dimples and he's got the uh, some hair going on, but it's not your typical, you know, he's just a kid uh who right. who who gets who finds out that uh his grandson's going to be amazing in 200 years. So uh, it, it, it's because cool to... apparently Kryptonians live longer if 
only two generations is 200 years. Yeah, well, I, right? told, I told Frank, I said, I don't feel, you know, we're going to get attached to these characters over the years, over these seasons. It It's good to... Uh, it's good to know hopefully most of them will be dead before the planet does... Ex- Spoiler alert, the planet does explode eventually. But, you know, I uh, at least they'll already be dead. So it, it, when it does happen and the planet blows up, I'm not like I'm not going, oh, there goes Kim. <laughs> right. He's dead. Right. Um, I thought um, Segel was a character that definitely... I feel like audiences can get behind him and identify with him, you know, wanting to do the right thing. Not sure what the right thing might be. If I had any like complaint or issue at all, um, yeah, the um, the slang was a little hard to get used to at first, just because you don't picture that from Kryptonians. Mm-mm. And also, um, Cameron kind of a little bit has that Tom Welling thing going on, where when he plays mad, he overdoes it a little bit. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so that's I think I what I mean. Felt. Yeah, he plays. It's like it's a he's, higher end of he's very good at playing easygoing, but when he's mad, it's like, oh, got it down a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. But in in general, in general, what I like about him and what I think I like about the show overall is that I think almost I, I want to say every every interpretation of Krypton we've seen, be it comic book, TV, or movie, has always been very stoic, Shakespearean very serious right and this yeah this version of it again without giving too much weight has so much personality Mm -hmm. and feels so much more like a real place you might visit you know and and with with real people who act like real people and don't just sort of walk around you know talking like thor um (laughs) but but actually real conversations and real you know and so the i think that the the slang is one way of getting that across, but I think Cameron's performance where he's, he's not just sort of this stoic, serious, you know, mother, father, blah, blah. He's, yeah. he's like a real person with feelings and yeah. stuff. He's I think mil- that's really cool. He's and, a millennial. He's like, something mom. we've not seen from Krypton before. Yeah. He's a, he's a millennial. He's like, mom. Um, and the other thing that I wasn't sure about watching the pilot and like, this is a minor spoiler is all the times they try to give Adam strange cigarettes. Like nobody's gonna smoke in the Fortress of Solitude. Right. Weird. I don't know what I, I don't know if they're trying to make him seem like badass John Constantine or something, but it didn't work. Sprinklers just automatically come on and put the fire. <laughs> exactly. the it fire just seemed I, I don't think the cigarettes were ever even lit. No, he just was he just, like He just likes looking at him. Yeah, it just was weird. <laughs> Doc Brown. How many of those he had? Just that one. He just likes looking at it. Um I said something a minute ago oh was, you were saying this is very different you very much like back i was like yeah it's not all robes and hula hoops uh <laughs> yes. like, like our previous this ain't your daddy's krypton huh. one thing i did you know it took me a second to get used to but then in the subsequent episodes you know going forward to the up to the fifth one whenever they would go there's a lot of walking on this show but krypton's a big candor is a big place they gotta do a lot of walking if they if, <laughs> if it's like space balls if i if i walked the movie'd be over um, but you know, the, the show could be called oh. Segel walking down hallways. Cause it happens a lot. Um, but anytime the hallways all look different, which kind of amazes me. Yes, like, yes, they built some big ass sets. No, I'm telling you, that's what Ireland <laughs> looks like. They're just out in the streets, but, um, okay. but no, there's the times that they're down. Like when they go to the bar and everything and they're cutting through the marketplace and all this kind of stuff. There's like neon signs for businesses in Kryptonian glyphs, and I'm like, that's really funny looking. But then you get used to it. You're like, oh, that's you know, that's a bar, that's a strip joint, that's a dry cleaner. You know, it's 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 funny to to. They don't actually say that, but that's where they get their capes done. Yes, yes, yeah. It's just funny to see them walking through and see all this these glyphs of these businesses. No, I thought they did a really good job of making it look like an alien world, but not making it look like something we've seen in everything else. Yeah. It doesn't look like Star Wars. It doesn't look like Star Trek. It doesn't look like Battlestar. It's its own thing. I, I think that's pretty cool. And I, yeah, Star Wars is a good, I guess, reference point. Uh, uh, and, and maybe even I can't speak to it because I don't watch it. Game of Thrones. You know it's not happening in your world but you don't really feel like you're it's happening on some alien world at the same time um 
I guess being invested in these characters and, and hearing them use some of this kind of everyday slang you might use that they seem very down to <laughs> down to earth. That's not a Krypton exploding wow, wow. joke and Kryptonite hitting Earth or anything like that. I promise. Um, unless it's funny, in which case, run with it. But you know, <laughs> either way, um, is it spoilery to say? Uh, too late because I'm going to say it. That Probably. a lot of Obviously, we talked about how kind of Brainiac plays into this, but Krypton thinks they're alone in the universe. Yes. Um, That's part of why Val-El was shamed. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they, you know, he, he thinks something is coming, and and nobody wants to believe or listen to him. Because nobody ever listens to the El family. Uh, That's the problem with the Superman lesson. franchise. Learn your lesson. It's Those like, you know, the planets learn their history. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know? got your you got your hula hoops, but what about the true message? We're all gonna die. Um, you sounded like Barney Fife when you said that. <laughs> you did, <laughs> Andy, Andy. You got your true message, and then got to nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. I'm gonna call down the loop. Um, <laughs> wait for that crossover episode. So, yeah, there's no, you know. Uh, but I guess some people's chagrin. There's no, there's no Daxum, Daxamites. Aw, uh, but you know, Krypton believes they are obviously. You not don't need Daxamites ruining another show. Easy. That Krypton, <laughs> Krypton thinks that they are the only, the sole. You know, they they operate much like most people on Earth do, and think there's nothing else in the, in the universe but them. So it's kind of interesting from that standpoint because we come from a Krypton 200 years later where it's like, I'm going to send him to Earth. He will be a leader. He, you know, he'll be a god among them. It's obviously, they know of all these other planets and possibly. Well, it seems like even the different cities are separated on Krypton. Yeah, yeah. So who knows, you know, what they might know over in um, Argo City or something. Oh, I want to see Argo City. I want to... Ditto. Oh, oh, that got me excited. I want to say that. Now. <laughs> yeah. If you were grading the pilot, what uh, either letter or you know one out of five, what however, you know, uh, I'd still give it an A. Four exploding planets awesome. out of five, however you want to do it. Yeah, I'd give it an A out of five. And you know, I want to tease the people listening that uh, when you watch the whole pilot, the music in the show is amazing. Absolutely. But it's particularly amazing in two specific points, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I will say it's Cosine. it's it's amazing in two specific points. I'm going to go as far to say it's amazing. It's amazing for everywhere. A, a yeah. much it's overall, but it's amazing for a much different reason, and it's just damn good to see a female composer. Yes, uh, yes, uh, doing uh, a a big show like this, and that is. Um, that Pinar. is uh, Pinar uh, Toprak, which I'm sure I'm butchering. Um, she is a, a, a brilliant com- composer, and the, the yes, yes, absolutely, it was. Well, that was like one of the big takeaways I had watching the pilot. I was like, damn, I mean, it sounds like a movie, also. Well, I, yes. you know, I, you know, we've said. I guess it's not too bad to say. Well, obviously, we said on a cinematic scale, we've we've pulled from kind of the Snyder we've kind of pulled from the Donner. So there's some things in the score you will be very happy with when, when mm-hmm. they come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very, they're very big moments too. They're very good, good, exciting. Um, you know, there it's things that Smallville fans had to wait until Rosetta to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. Spoilers. That, that worked. That was good. That was good. I just uh, I'm looking at her uh, Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. She actually did some additional music for Justice League. The film. no kidding. The yeah, the film this Interesting. year. Interesting. Well, she. Um, I haven't heard of much of the other stuff, but you know, she seems, that's still pretty awesome. She seems like a, 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 a an incredibly talented woman. So, uh, and she's uh, won a few International Film Music Critics Association awards. She really brought something familiar yet new to this world which mm. um really bookended each I've played obviously through the scenes but bookended each scene coming in and out well, of commercial i too. think a score can make a movie just so much better Absolutely. i mean 
we've seen those things about like the Marvel movies, how most of them all sound the same. Mm-hmm. Not until like, you know, like Black Panther sounded awesome, but you know what I mean? Nothing stands out there, but I mean, this, you have like a certain sound to it that just sticks with you. I mean, and that's also not discounting the other, uh, the Blake Neely stuff on the other shows, but you know, they're going for their own new aesthetic. Whereas this again is very cinematic. Yeah. 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 Different, I think, I think different she thing. Straddled that line very well of, mm-hmm. of familiar yet, um, Mm, awesome traditional yet yeah awesome yeah just just yeah. really it's just a class act all around on that and i'm i'm looking forward to to more moving forward what about you frank as far as uh grading goes as far as grading goes yeah i i, I for sure give it an a it was delightful it was fun there was adventure there was um drama and uh, intrigue and it sets up some things that get paid off in later episodes very nicely. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was a really, really, really solid pilot. Like I said, a little bit formulaic, but very fun, very, very much worth it. It drew me in and um, uh, I'm very, very pleased. Very pleased. I was never bored. Um, yeah. No. Some Sometimes in a pilot, you just kind of you lose interest and you come back around and then by the end and most anything with the pilot nowadays, there's some little, you know, bait and switch at the end, some little cliffhanger that makes, Oh, okay, well that's cool. I'll come back for the second one. And even if that had not happened at the end of this one, I would have still been all in throughout it because it kept my interest. It was cool to see. And I, you know, obviously lifelong super fan fan, you've, you've kind of, I've kind of bought in already. on the <laughs> My phone is starting to make a noise. God? Sorry. God, is that you? Zippos? I'm not ready Zippos? to go yet. I have five more episodes of Krypton to watch. I don't want to go. <laughs> I need yeah, to... God is trying to take me away. I need to know. I really thought you it was You said dying. kneel before God. I, 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 bl- uh... I closed my eyes as I was talking and the music started playing. I was like, no, this is not how I leave. <laughs> uh... <laughs> It was uh, extremely... Sorry about that. No, you're good. It's an ex- We like levity here. It helps. It was an extremely oh, yeah. well-crafted pilot that uh, I think whether you're a DC fan, whether you know who Superman is, whether you only watched Smallville back in the day, whether you only watched Lois and Clark, I think there's something, there's a little something for everybody in here. There's romance, there's action, Um and uh, there is definitely uh, a ton of Easter eggs to pick up on. Oh yeah, uh, for for any hardcore Superman fan. So uh, mm-hmm. stick around. March twenty first is going to be here before you know it, and this thing is going to be popping. Uh, no pun intended. So that's, that's uh. so uh, Craig, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate. Thanks for it. having me. And uh, well, you can find us online at kryptonpodcast.net. That is our home on the internet. If you liked what you heard, head on over there where you can find links to Stitcher, uh, iTunes, Apple, uh, Podcast, any number of services where you can subscribe to us on the regular, get new episodes as soon as they're available. And, of course, if you head over to Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate you leaving us a rating and review. Tell us what you thought about this episode, what you thought about the premiere when the time comes, and hit that subscribe button so you'll be ready to not only get more of you episodes coming forward and recaps but also running commentary for season one of krypton from frank and myself and hopefully craig if he has the time to join us as well we are on twitter at shoe krypton s-h-o-e krypton is where you can find us and if you want to email us uh, ask some questions ask anything about the pilot that you might want to know i know we had several people send in questions over the twitter asking about running time for episodes and stuff like that. Some people want to know if it was a 90-minute pilot. It is not. It's a normal. It's a little bit longer. I think it clocked in like 43, 55 uh, on, the, on the pilot. So uh, definitely if you want to email us in asking questions uh, about uh, what to expect and, and, uh, or just thoughts and predictions, that kind of thing, we always love to read emails. Send them to the mailbag, Podcast at gmail.com and if you want to know 
the latest Krypton news, the latest Supergirl news, pretty much anything on TV right now. Uh, Craig Byrne over at Krypton Site and K Site TV is definitely your source for uh, trailers, official episode images, episode descriptions, interviews, all that good stuff. So, KSiteTV.com. Yeah, and also, when when is this running? This this episode of the podcast. We're yes. live. No, I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh God. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Live to, in Sippos Vision. Yes, yeah, Sippos. Uh, tomorrow? Krypton is going to be at WonderCon. Krypton at WonderCon. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, I think, uh, March 24th. Awesome. There's going to be a panel. Uh, producer Cameron Welsh will be there. Cameron Cuff. A um, few other cast members will Sip be us. there. So it should be a good time. But Sip the us. embargo is for 10 a.m., tomorrow so gotcha sippos oh i think sippos will be there all right good deal so uh definitely kryptonsite.com ksitetv.com kryptonsite obviously your source for news about uh the sci-fi show krypton on the web and if you want to listen to us talk about it more the place to do that is kryptonpodcast.night.com net excuse me for startville's house of elf krypton um and of course frank over at supergirl tv talk and that url is <laughs> supergirl tv talk.com boy that was easy i wish i had not done that weird question high pitch thing at the end where it seemed like i didn't know what it was even though i did hmm totally and uh, i just want you to do the barney fife voice again i i <laughs> i fell back asswards into it and i don't know how to i don't know how to pull it out again and uh so that sounded like yeah <laughs> <be. Okay. laughs> paul said we'd go fishing um so oh. <laughs> so said, sam paul said we'd go fishing but then i gotta direct the new star wars movie uh yeah, so I thought you were doing Gomer Pyle. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> shazam, shazam. Uh, we will see you guys next time on another episode of Startville's House of L Krypton. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>